welcome to the RodeoKids.com podcast. I am your host, Camarie Widmer, and today we're going to talk a little bit about being the calm in the storm. And what I mean by that is being the calm when our horses get nervous and taking responsibility through horsemanship and breathing and thinking about how we're riding when issues arise. Maybe you're having a hard time getting your horse in the gate. Maybe you just get really nervous and you feel like your horse gets really nervous going into the box. Or maybe it's your first barrel that you just can't figure out how to stop creaming it. There's all kinds of different things that come up when we're competing, when we've got big goals, when we really want to accomplish things and people are watching and all of these things are going on, that it just feels like a constant storm and we can't find the calm to make good, solid runs that championship that champions make. So today we're going to talk a little bit about how we as horsemen and women can become the calm in the storm. Welcome to the RodeoKids.com podcast, where we empower youth to be their best selves through the values and traditions of the rodeo and Western lifestyle. Hello, everyone. I am Camarie Widmer with RodeoKids.com. I am the owner and podcast host, and I absolutely love getting to do these podcasts and share this information with you. And Today, we're talking about being the calm in the storm. Lately, we've had some lessons come up. High school rodeo season in Iowa has just started, and my lesson schedule filled up after the first rodeo. And it's wonderful, and we're thankful for that. But we found out that some things aren't working quite like we want them to, whether it was first barrel issues or box problems or new horse things that were just not quite clicking and communicating. We had some issues arise. And so I want to talk about that today and just offer a little bit of advice and some things to think about as you take on this new season, a new horse, the new challenges, the next level opportunities and obstacles that come with being a competitive horse man or woman in the rodeo world. And a lot of this works for any event. So maybe you're not a rodeo competitor listening to this, but it still uh, will hopefully help you in your daily lives as well. So recently, even just today, we had a couple young ladies from Minnesota come join us and they were fantastic and they listened awesome and we were really able to accomplish some stuff. And um, I think the same advice applies when it comes to controlling our energy and being able to control our horse. And one analogy that I like to use is if there's a storm coming, say there's a tornado coming and you are scared. You're a young man or woman, you're a kid, and like even if you're an adult listening to this, put put your mind in that storm is coming. It's rolling in, the wind is starting to blow, stuff's starting to shift, the tornado sirens are going, you can't see the tornado yet, but you know that there's supposed to be one, maybe sorta, somewhere coming, and you start freaking out. You have been through a storm before, maybe, or maybe you've never been through a storm, but you're just, you're scared, you're nervous, and you don't know how to handle it, and you wanna cry, and all this stuff's going on. And your parent comes in and you're depending on them 
to help you through this. And they're panicking too. They're saying, get your stuff. Oh my gosh, we got to go. We got to go. This is going to happen. This tornado is going on and it's just constant chaos. And you're freaking out even more because you looked to your mom or dad to help you out or, or whoever was there to help you feel calmer and safer, but they're creating even more chaos. And now you're even more scared and worried about what's going on. And it's just chaos. And it's scary and it does make you nervous and it's anxious. It makes you anxious. It makes your blood boil. Well, that is what we often create with our horses is everywhere we go, there's a storm. Every rodeo that you go to, there's people or every event, every time that you are around people, putting yourself in a situation competitively, mentally, or emotionally to be around other people or to challenge yourself, it's a bit of a storm. So at a rodeo, for instance, or a jackpot or a barrel race or a roping, we've got people, we've got opinions, we've got gossip, we've got other horses, we've got new places, we've got weather, we've got sounds, we've got animals that are maybe our calves are super fast or the ground is slick or it's raining outside there's all kinds of things that create chaos and in that if we are the parent the rider whoever's on the horse it has to be like the parent and if they create more chaos for that horse Every time a new storm comes, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. Our blood is going to boil that much more, and our horse's blood is going to boil that much more, and then we're going to have issues. But if we look at that storm, and if we're the parent that comes in and offers the confidence and the calmness and says, hey, it's going to be fine. It's probably not even going to hit us. We're just go grab a few things, go downstairs. Here's some uh, something else to occupy your your mind. Go grab a game. Go grab your little pop game that you guys play these days. Uh, just something to keep your mind off of it. Let's go get some cards and it'll be okay. We'll grab some snacks, grab a flashlight. We're going to have fun. Let's go play a game. And then your mind gets off of the storm and onto whatever's going on in that moment. You know, you hear about people going down to the cellar and their parents do such a good job of distracting them from the chaos that experience becomes way less scary. And that's what we need to do with our horses, whether, like I said, we're in the box or we're going in for barrels or poles or goat tying or whatever it is. We have to be that calm in the storm, and we have to be the calm before the storm starts. And so if you have a storm going on every time you get on the horse, and it might be different areas of your run, maybe your horse is perfectly fine out warming up because you're perfectly fine out warming up. When you're out trail riding, you don't have any issues, but when you come into the arena, it's like your rocket donkey has just exploded and is ready to launch. You know, it, it just gets to be that way. And so as riders, we have to take responsibility for that. Just like our parents, parents, you have to take responsibility for kids. You know, even if you don't really understand why they're doing what they're doing, we have to figure out how to bridge that gap and be that pillar of confidence and calmness for them. So a few tips that we can do for that. Number one, take a deep breath. First, think about being the calm in the storm and breathe. And when I say breathe, I don't mean just take that breath that only like raises your shoulders and your belly expands just a little bit, but it, that's all the further it goes. And we're not looking for a sigh. We're not looking for a forced breath. 
I'm talking about a deep breath where you can feel energy come out of your fingertips, out of your toes, out of the top of your head. Like you just want to breathe all the way up to the top, fill your whole entire body up and then let it all out. Let all of your energy to where you go through your joint spaces even and you try to figure out where am I holding energy? Is it in my hips? Is it in my toes? Is it in my knees, my ribs, my wrists, my fingers? And it will come down to fingertips. And when you watch other people ride, look for that energy. And when you start to get in tune with that, you'll start to see these horses that are anxious. Even if the rider looks calm, a lot of times their hands are stiff as bricks. I mean, those suckers are just gripping onto those reins with everything that they've got. And that energy is transferring directly to that horse. Or maybe you see girls and boys who are up there and they're getting ready to go in and run and they're kind of pulling on their reins. They got their back arched a little bit and their chins up and by golly, they're ready to run, but that horse is ready to run off, you know, because there's so much nervous energy that they're not actually focused on the task at hand. So that's where we get to breathe and we just get to relax and like melt like butter. You know, like when you have a cold stick of butter that's stiff that you just got out of the refrigerator and you're going to put it on mashed potatoes that are fresh out of the oven or out of the microwave, you can just imagine that butter going there and going from stiff to just liquid. And that's how we want to melt into our horse and just loosen up our hands and our wrists and our fingers and our elbows and just go all the way through your body and just loosen up all of that stuff. And pretty soon, as you get to where you trust your horse and you put your hands down on your reins and you just completely release all that energy, 99% of the time, that horse is going to drop its head lick its lips and say, oh my gosh, thank you. And you're going to feel them start to stride out and relax. And it might take a couple tries. Maybe they're not used to that. So you might have to pull them up real quick and then completely release again. And that's the goal is that when you walk into any situation, when you gather your reins, it means something. And when you loosen your reins, it just means relax. But you have to be that stick of butter. You have to be that calm in the storm. That horse is not going to create that for you. You have to create that for them. So now that you've got your horse or at least walking in a straight line or walking in and out of the box or at least just moving forward at a walk, that's awesome. But then we're going to go faster and the storm is going to erupt again. The thunder just went off. We're going faster and oh, it's crazy. What are we going to do now? My horse just sped up and I just clenched up and I got nervous because I heard the thunder and it made me, it scared me again. Now we have to go back, be that stick of butter, and then we have to really make sure that we look where we're going. If we stay focused on whatever it is that's nerve wracking, then that horse is going to stay focused on that too. So now this is where we start to play a game. Maybe we start to move our feet. I'm a huge fan of figure eights. And when I do figure eights, my goal is just to keep my horse calm, cool, collected. I want to feel their whole entire body move. And when I do this, I also get to work on my body position. You know, when we go to that first barrel, if we're stiff and rigid, then that horse is going to be stiff and rigid. Maybe they're dropping into it and shouldering into it. Maybe they're running past it. Or maybe they're just almost over bendy because we're really pulling on them and they're trying to do what we want them to do. Um, but we're just over signaling them. 
So I like to work on the figure eights to get in tune with where my body's at. And the other part of when we talk about all of this, anytime that we're riding a horse and we want them to accelerate or decelerate, we have to make sure that we're not riding up on top of their shoulders. We wanna stay centered on our horses. So if you were on your hands and knees, say like when we're little kids or, um, and we're playing like bull rider. So you've got somebody who's down on their hands and knees and then somebody who's on your back. The only way that you can really as a human buck per se or move around on the ground with somebody on your back is if they're positioned correctly. If they get up and they lean up all the way over your shoulders, you can't lift your body up like you need to. It's the same thing with our horses. When we start leaning forward on top of them and getting our weight over the front half of their body or over the front half of ours, we're putting pressure on those horses' shoulders. And even though we're not very big, those things, those animals can feel every ounce of pressure. So when we do that, it makes them a little bit more nervous because they're trying to move and they're trying to please us, but we're sitting right on top of their shoulders, which they have to be able to elevate in order to take that next step. So we want to make sure that as we're asking them to do these things, that we're sitting back in our seat, that we've got our abs engaged and that we're letting them move freely with their front end. It's like if you watch, um, you know, the reining and the cutting and those horses, those guys are sitting back and they're letting those horses move that front end from side to side to accelerate, to grab the ground and pull it towards them. Uh, so if you watch yourself ride or if you watch whoever you get to watch in videos and while they're out there riding, if you see them constantly bringing, arcing their back and arching their back, and coming up over the horse's shoulders, that's probably creating a little bit of extra tension and nervousness on that horse. So ask them, ask yourself to sit back a little bit, crunch those abs, and just let your horse move out on a loose rein. If you're going into the back of the box, sometimes what I see people do is they gather up their reins and then they push their feet down into the stirrups and the stirrups kind of push back and they lean forward and kick their horse into the back of the box. Well, that's, again, it's no different than in the barrels or the poles or anything else. We're adding extra pressure to that horse. We just want them to walk in there nice and level, just like us. The other thing that you can do is just stand on the ground and pull your shoulders forward. Like, break at the waist and put your shoulders forward. Now take a step. What you're going to find is it doesn't feel very comfortable. When we go to take a step as humans, we stand straight up in the center of our body and we step forward with our feet. We don't lead with our shoulders. So we wanna ride that way too. A horse will 100% mimic a body, uh, a human's body movements if they've been trained correctly and if we tell them how to do it correctly. So if we sit back, they'll extend. Um, and it will take a little practice. This stuff does not happen totally overnight, but you can see dramatic changes just by keeping your hips up underneath of you and letting that horse extend out just like if we were going to take a step on the ground. So when you walk into that box, hand forward, just let that horse move towards that box without putting extra pressure on him. 
And then when you're in there, just take that deep breath where that energy goes out your toes, out your fingertips, relax, maybe even roll your shoulders a little bit, roll your neck around, and try to keep as little pressure with your hands as possible. It's really easy to get caught up in riding a horse with our hands instead of with our body. And it's also easy to say, well, my horse is doing this. My horse did this. My horse, my horse dropped its shoulder. My horse reared out of the box. My horse, you know, just all these things. But what you really need to ask yourself is what did I do? How did I cause this? Where was my body position at? When I was warming up, was I paying attention or was I just going through the motions? Um, that's the kind of stuff that helps us stay calm in the storm when we've prepared and when we're in the storm that we take accountability for staying calm. And as your horse gets nervous, maybe you've backed in the box and the clock is ticking and people are putting pressure on you. 60 seconds is a long time. And if you have a bunch of people in the box with you and they're creating a bigger storm and like they're causing lightning and thunder and all kinds of things, you have permission to ask them to leave. That box is your space. That gate is your space for 30, well, 60 seconds most places. At many high school rodeos, youth rodeos, places like that, they'll give you a little bit more time. So just take that deep breath. Ask people like, hey, I appreciate your help, but please just step back. Please just step back. Take that deep breath and utilize that time to just create whatever calm you can in your mind, and in that gate, and that space, you are the calm in the storm. I've kind of mentioned this already. Now we're gonna go on more in depth about where we're looking and what we're focusing on. It can be really easy to get caught up in focusing on, like if we're running barrels, to focus on the barrel. Well, are we going to the barrel or are we supposed to go around the barrel? We're supposed to go around the barrel. So if we're supposed to go around the barrel, how is our horse going to know where they need to go if we're looking right at it? Because if they follow where we tell them to go, then they're either going to run into it, they're going to try to compensate and run past it or turn funny or something like that. Like there's That horse is going to have to adjust somehow for them to not hit the barrel or to even make the correct turn. So we really want to focus on looking exactly where we want to go and starting with our hands and then following with our body. And when we ride our horses back to the hands, we need to ride with our body, not with our hands. And our hands are a guide. Our body is how we get them to go places and how we increase and decrease energy um, and how fast their feet move. Nine times out of 10, when kids come over for lessons here, we can go and have one hand on the rein. And you've uh, I've seen other clinicians and, and professionals do this too, where we walk and trot and lope around that barrel and we go from that walk to the trot to the lope without ever touching the reins. And by just controlling our energy, melting like butter and just being that calm in the storm, we can get that horse to go from wanting to run off to just almost a pleasure lope down to a trot and down to a walk and then back up all based on our energy. So we want to make sure that we're looking where we want to go, that we're guiding them, and that we're being that strong force to stronghold to keep them calm in that storm. But when we're running barrels or poles, we're going to look at different hoof prints that we want that horse's body to fall into. And when you look at that, it tells that horse where to go. It tells your body where to go. And so it all just starts to flow. And it was 
amazing today watching uh, Taylor and Izzy both when they came around that barrel and they really started to focus on those hoof prints and keeping their hand nice and open instead of having tension on it all the time and just melting like butter into those barrels. And last night we had another young lady here who was doing that and oh my gosh, these horses made the prettiest turns and they went right where the riders told them to go. But before, when they went in there and they were worried about their horse taking off or they were worried about running into the barrel or anything like that, then that horse was, they were frazzled and they were frantic and their feet were going all over the place and it was, it was just chaos. It was a storm. It was a tornado. So we got them to calm down and they had beautiful, beautiful barrels because they were the calm in the storm. In the box, sometimes you're just going to want to walk that horse in a couple circles. When we walk them in circles, we want to make sure that all four feet continue to move, that they're not crossing over in the front end or kicking their hind end out. And usually when they're doing that, if they're kicking their hind end out, it's usually because we're putting pressure on their front end and not asking, we're not allowing them to extend their front legs. So if you find that happening, make sure you rock back a little ways, engage your abs. Don't lean back, just rock back, engage those abs, open up your hand, use your eyes to walk them in a bigger circle and keep that forward momentum. If you find them wanting to drop in with their shoulders, it could be that we're just sitting there and we're not giving them any momentum. You know, we're not asking them to really step out with our legs. So maybe you need to squeeze a little bit more and give them more momentum and forward motion so that they can actually make that turn correctly. They're big animals and they have to have some momentum behind them to keep them moving, even at a walk. Um, to turn correctly. They've got to have some, some oomph to it. Um, so those are just a few things to think about when you're having issues um, in the gate, in the box, with your any of your barrels. Just making sure that you are going in there, you're staying calm, you're, when all this chaos and drama and excitement and the fear of what other people think and all of that is, is the storm and the tornado that's coming, that's going on every time you enter the arena, you get to find a way to be the calm, to be the pillar, to be the parent, the whatever keeps that building standing that you, the relationship that you and your horse have built. You get to be that person and you get to take responsibility for that every single time you enter the arena because maybe that horse has a major issue, but it's your horse right now and it's your job to either figure out what's going on and learn how to control your own body or move on to a different horse. But if we blame the horse all the time, we are not going to gain at all. So make sure you focus on yourself, be the calm in the storm, and keep it fun, guys. We have to keep it fun. When we get to where we're so bogged down with our goals and we put so much pressure on ourselves, then those horses feel that, and they don't know. Our horses don't know what kind of money we're running for. They don't care. They don't know what dollars and cents are or what other people's opinions are or anything like that. They're going out there and they're doing what they can do for us. So we get to go have fun and build that relationship with them and enjoy it and enjoy the friends and always remember that win or learn we never lose. Mistakes are just an opportunity to learn. So when you go in and something didn't go right, okay, great. Now we can learn from it. So then maybe it stinks on this run. You know, maybe you had a chance to make it to the high school finals and you screwed up. All right, well, 
Where'd you screw up at? Take that lesson, learn from it, and then next year, come back. Don't make the same mistake twice. But if we don't make mistakes, we never get to learn. So don't worry about mistakes. That's just part of getting better. And every time you level up, it's going to get messy and muddy and nasty. And you're going to just fall apart and ask yourself, why do you do this? Every time you buy a new horse, you're going to have about five to ten at the most runs or experiences that that horse is still on autopilot from the previous owner and then it's gonna fall apart it's gonna get kind of messy just like a new relationship you know it's the honeymoon stage is great everybody's having fun you don't pay attention to the red flags you don't pay attention to the little words that they say that end up driving you crazy just like the little movements that your horse makes or the little idiosyncrasies that they've got where maybe they roll the bit or they step wrong or they get in your bubble you know there's just little things that you don't realize at first and when you get through those first five to ten ten runs or competition experiences where they're on autopilot that's when you really build your relationship and your bond. And that's good. Like just look for the lessons in it. Ask for help. Stay open-minded. Stay calm. Take responsibility for the things that are in your control. And don't worry about the things that they that aren't. Just focus on where you need your horse to go and what you need to do with your body first, your eyes second, and your hands third to get them there. So that's just a few tips for being the calm in the storm. I hope that helps. I know that's a lot of information and kind of somewhat technical terms that are a little bit more difficult to explain without a horse, but hopefully that helps you guys out and just helps you gain some more confidence every single time you enter that arena. And if there's any time that you would like to discuss this further, um, we can do it virtually over a coaching call. We have private lessons available here in Deep River, Iowa at Widmer's Rock and Roll Arena. Um, if you want to travel in, you can stay the night. We can do a weekend type deal. We also have clinics that we offer. June 6th, 7th, and 8th, we have a clinic here at in Deep River, Iowa at the Widmer's Rock and Roll Arena that is a goat tying, breakaway, barrel racing, and pole bending clinic. We'll be at the Flat Tops Bible Camp in June, and then we will be in Utah after that for a clinic, and we can also schedule a clinic near you. Just reach out to me at camarie at rodeokids.com or on our Rodeo Kids Instagram or Facebook, and I will get back to you, and we can schedule a clinic in a sound near you. So we've got all kinds of options, and we want nothing more than to see you guys be successful, not just today, not just tomorrow, not just on this horse in this competition with these goals, but we want to set you up with a set of skills that are going to last you through every horse in your life, through every competition, so that you can be successful in and out of the arena for as long as you choose to compete. Have a fantastic day, everybody. It is the weekend. Rodeo season is firing up, so safe travels, good luck, and God bless. tuning in to the rodeokids.com podcast. Don't forget to share with your friends any information or articles or Zooms, blogs, whatever you find here that you found valuable, that helps you, that brought perspective or a new way to think to your life. 
please share it because this program is for you and for others and we want to see it continue to grow and you can help us do that just by simply sharing it. Also, please give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Interact with those posts. Let us know what you're thinking and let us know what we can help you with. We are here to support you and we have some new and exciting, awesome opportunities that are coming to fruition and we will be headed to the national little britches finals where we will be announcing a new and exciting program for rodeokids.com that includes everyone so if you have been looking to try to figure out how to get involved with rodeokids.com or to become a rodeo kid through the rodeo kids company um there will be some cool stuff coming out about that and some cool opportunities so stay tuned keep following us keep interacting with us and keep letting us know that you like what we're doing and we will keep doing it have a great day everybody good luck safe travels and god bless